Good evening, folks. Welcome to episode 14 of Newsprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. I am looking at Nexus Volume 2, issue number 6 from Capital Comics. It is cover dated March 1984, according to the Grand Comics database, with help from Amazing Heroes, issue number 41. The cover is a Steve Rude penciled and inked cover with colors by Les Dorscheid of Judah and Nexus in uniform being attacked by four six-limbed octopus, five, five six-limbed octopus-looking things. Two of them have attached themselves to Nexus and are weighing him down, whereas the three others are flying through the air or falling through the air to attack Judah. Inside front cover is editorial, nothing really telling, uh, telling us about some of the other individuals involved, not the creatives that are listed, but some other behind-the-scenes design and whatnot people. The full color page tells us that the Trialogue Trilogy Part 1 is starting. The Ultimate Bizarre Object, which is the title of this story, is the first part. A bored and restless Judah dragged Nexus away from Ilum for a drinking man's tour of the galaxy, which aborted after the first stop, a dive called the Black Hole. Departing the notorious nightclub and their historic encounter with Clone Zone the Hiller... Clone Zone the Hilariator. Clone Zone the Hilariator. See Nexus number five. Judah and Nexus flew too near a massive black hole, a real one, and were trapped in its gravitational field. Lucky for them, they hit an access window, couldn't really tell that from the issue, and disappeared from the universe, emerging near the rim of a vast bowl-shaped world. Couldn't really tell that either. Out of power, the ship slipped over the side and began to slide. Now, we find out about this bowl-shaped world halfway through this issue, but it tells us this up front here as if it had been presented last issue, which it was not. So we're, we open inside the ship here with Judah and Horatio. Uh, the ship, come to find out, has tipped on a wall that is slanted at 45 degrees, so it has no power, and it's been sliding for, 40, for 47 days. Uh, maybe this doesn't. The number 47 comes up somewhere. I forget why. But I believe it's been sliding for 47 days um, on this 45-degree incline. They don't know where it's going. They don't know what's at the bottom. They just know that that's happening. It is grinding away the ship, though, apparently. So uh, they've decided they're going to have to do something to occupy the time here on this particular day. And Judah asks Horatio if he plays gin or poker or euchre or fish or 21 uh, Horatio doesn't know any of those. We cut back to Ilum, where we see Lhasa uh, inspecting things surreptitiously, but also as part of the the one investigation trio that was put together. Uh, everyone else knocks off, but she decides to stay and continue trying to decipher some hieroglyphics that she recently found, which is not really what she does. She decides to go to this section of the excavation, a, a cave that, as far as she knows, she's never seen anybody enter, not even Horatio himself. So she goes in, and it's got some really cool-looking artifacts here and there in it, but also a couple um, grave robbers, as it were. Come to find out it's a couple guys that helped drill 
the side shaft that everyone is using to get down to these excavations so that they don't have to go through um, Horatio's bedroom to get there. Well, she realizes that if they take artifacts and leave with them, that people will find out that the artifacts are there and more people will come to steal artifacts, etc., etc., which will spoil whatever plans she has been making. So she gets in a fistfight to stop them. They first try to offer her part of the booty, uh, but she says, no, that's okay. And so she fights them with a series of, I don't know, some sort of needle-like instruments, whereas the men are holding a short sword and a mace with a spiked head to fight her. We then cut to Jill and Sundra, who we know from several issues back were talking about going solar sailing, um, Jill in particular. And so they finally have a day to do that. They go out and the girls start gabbing over wine about how proficient in the bedroom Horatio may or may not be. Cut back to the excavations. Lassa is there. So apparently she won her uh, fight with the two grave robbers. Uh, we don't know exactly where they went or what she did with them, just that she defeated them because she's out here again trying to decipher some hieroglyphs when the overseer, the professor that is overseeing everything, uh, talks to her a little bit. She pulls out of a bag that she has one of the artifacts that the robbers were trying to steal, and she uses it somehow to decipher that the symbol that she initially thought meant sun god actually means nexus. So apparently these um, ruins are part of whatever is going on that gives nexus his powers, uh, gives nexus his dreams, etc., etc. We cut back um, for four days the ship grinds on. So it's been four days that the ship has been falling, not 47 here. You've been droning on about that crap for 42 hours. I'm sorry, it's not 47, it's 42, and it's the number of hours that they have been falling. Apparently Judah has been going on about how the gladiators of Rome were better soldiers than the 20th century Green Beret. And so he has the togs of a gladiator along with a gladius, the uh, the short sword that they use that he flashes here a little later in the story. So they've decided that they need to go atop ship because the ship has worn through enough that soon the bottom of the ship will be worn away. So they're moving up to try to stay above whatever is being ground to try to stay safe or safer, as it were. We find out that uh, Horatio doesn't have any of his powers, really. He has a remnant, enough juice that he can he can juice one of his fingers to shave with. That's, that's all the juice he has. But he also hasn't been having any dreams. He's not the leader of anything, so he's not responsible for anybody. Uh, no politics to deal with. So in a lot of aspects, the last almost four days, he's kind of digging, except for not having any power. A top ship, uh, Judah has fixed them a piquant yet full-bodied bouillabaisse out of wine, seafood, and okra. Uh, I'd be interesting, interested to taste that to see what that is. Uh, but the ship starts picking up speed more and more and more. Uh, they go through a cloud of some sort, and then they see the bottom of the wall, and they see it coming up very quickly. The ship hits bottom, but they jump free, and they see uh, that they are in a, a 
bowl-shaped world, and there is, uh, as they're sliding down the wall, there is a desert-y kind of barren landscape, a ring to a ring of some sort of development, another barren, another type of ring, and then a, a mountain with something, ruins or buildings perhaps, on top of the mountain, a, a mesa with that on top in the middle of the circles. Each of these areas is a is a concentric circle that goes so that's what we're seeing from one side as we're looking across from height right from elevation you can see and you can see the different rings so they've decided to walk and as they're walking they're discussing well what are we going to eat we don't have any water well judah manages to kill a bird um and start a fire via his knowledge gleaned from the junior woodchuck's manual that he bought in Sinosier. And as they're eating, Judah realizes that they're being stalked, and then they come under attack, uh, Judah and Horatio, by these six-legged octo-looking creatures, octopus-looking creatures. And Judah, uh, using his Glaudius, fends them off. Horatio, using some uh, firewood that is he pulled out of the fire, the cooking fire that they were cooking their squab with, kills one, and then they're you know they're breathing checking each other. Are you all right? Judah says, oh gosh, I feel like I just went two rounds with bellows, Horatio said. And then from the limbs above them, a tree next to where they are, a voice says, hey, yeah, both you guys, way to kick ass. And uh, he says, saw the whole thing. Saw you coming down the slope, saw it all. And Judah says, do you intend to introduce yourself or simply badger us from the bushes? And the individual drops. And as they're dropping, we see that it is Full page spread, final page of the story, the badger. He says, hi, I'm the badger. Which one of you guys is Larry? And so that's the end of the first uh, chapter of the, what was it called? Trialogue Trilogy. And unfortunately, that will be the last part that we see in Capital Comics. Next two pages are, well, the, the final page of the story is kind of a coming up next uh page, and then two pages discussing the layman's terms for black holes and the science behind them, a full-page bio of Les Dorscheid, full-page ad for the three posters that they've been selling, a full-page for the other wares, t-shirts and subscriptions and portfolio and whatnot, a half a page for the Texas Fan Club, and then the other half of that page is the coupon that you use to buy the items from the preceding page. Two pages of letters, uh, one of note from TM Maple, yet again. Uh, some fan art here with one of the images being submitted by a Matt Wagner. The back uh, page of the cover, half of it is the Nexus Portfolio ad and the black and white Nexus number three Flexicomic ad. And then on the final page is a full color ad for Whisper number three from Capital Comics, which will never be. So we have uh, two adverts in here from things that are not going to occur. So this issue six, cover dated March 1984. The next issue comes out, issue number seven, uh, through First Comics, cover dated April 1985. So approximately a year from now, we'll get part two of the Trialogue trilogy uh, in the continuingly numbered issue number seven of Nexus Comics, only put out by first. 
this has uh, the interest has picked up a little bit. They're they're doing something. They're going somewhere now, not sitting around a bar, getting in fights, listening to a dumb comedian and stuff like that. So a uh, little bit more interested to know what's going on. I unfortunately uh, there are a lot of other things on my plate that I want to read, so I probably won't be looking up the continuation of this series through first. Um, it goes for quite a while. I think the this volume is a total of 70 issues, 70 some, let me look, 80, 80 issues before it finally, whatever, finishes it first or leaves first or, you know, whatever uh, Rude and, and Baron finally decide to do with it. So, but I don't, I don't believe it's a, it's a story that I'm going to be continuing with because there are other things that I want to, I want to read more than this. But um, at least in this final installment through Capital, uh, the story did pick up. I, I'm, I'm not leaving it with quite as sour a taste as I would have uh, with the previous issue. I'd be interested at some point to continue reading on and, and see what happens with Judah and Horatio slash Nexus. And then even more, the continuing story, find out the connection with the ruins and just see where it goes. Um, after uh, nine issues at first at uh, Capitol, I still maintain that I don't necessarily see what the big deal about Nexus is. It was different um, for the time. It was more adult. The writing, it, it feels different. The art, Steve Rude, uh, has just impeccable art. So I can see that people would enjoy it, but I don't know necessarily why it's spoken of so highly, uh, not to diminish it, but I don't see that. So that's where where we'll finish with uh, Nexus. So we have one more book to talk about that came out, and we will finish up our Capital Comics chapter of the show. And that uh, next issue will be Badger, issue number four, volume number one. If you guys want to feedback me, uh, you can leave feedback at Teal Productions on Facebook or Teal Productions on Twitter. Both spelled the same way, T-E-A-L. The email address for the show is imindieman at gmail.com, and indie is I-N-D-I-E. Comicbooknoise.com is the website slash T-N-C, the letters T-N-C, Tango November Charlie, for those of you that spell phonetically. You can leave comments there. So all of those places I'll see eventually. Twitter, probably I'll see the quickest, followed by email. But any, e either way, I'm, I'm looking around for whatever kind of feedback folks want to send. As I said, uh, Badger Volume 1, Issue 4 will be the next and final issue for our Capital Comics coverage. Talk to you guys then. Ciao.